When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we'll be discussing some of the Wizarding World's most unpopular Harry Potter opinions. As with just about any famous work of fiction, the Harry Potter series is the subject of many an opinion. Since the first book, The Philosopher's Stone, came out in June of 1997, fan theories, discussions, and opinions have run rampant. After all, the adventures of Harry Potter take place within its own universe, with an entire world of magical lore up for interpretation. And while there are many similar, and therefore popular, opinions out there about the Harry Potter books, movies, and characters, there are also quite a few unpopular ones as well. In today's video, I'll be taking you through some of these fan opinions that lean more towards the unpopular side of things. Starting off with 10. Harry should have learned more magic faster. Considering that Harry found out that he was a wizard and could do magic at the same time that he discovered that a super evil wizard had murdered his family in an attempt to kill him, it seems a little odd that he doesn't put more effort into his magical education. Like, immediately. Of course, the majority of the wizarding world believed Voldemort to be dead and gone, but if you heard even the slightest whisper that the person who'd once tried to assassinate you and killed your parents might still be around, I imagine you'd get to work figuring out how to defend yourself, wouldn't you? And yet, Harry seems a lot more preoccupied with his friendships, annual mysteries around Hogwarts Castle, and the game of Quidditch. Even when he gets a bit older and the threat of Voldemort's return becomes a lot more likely, and actually quite evident, he still doesn't seem to take his magical education all that seriously. Sticking with his trusty old Expelliarmus and being incredibly difficult with Professor Snape, as he attempts to teach him occlumency. 9. Hagrid is an overrated character I don't agree with this one, but here it is. Rubius Hagrid, the lovable half-giant and Hogwarts gamekeeper, is said by some fans to actually be one of the most overrated characters in the series. Why? Because although his love for Harry was real, and it seemed like he genuinely cared for the people in his life, he really wasn't that great of a person or role model. To start with, he was quite prejudiced saying things to an 11-year-old Harry like, there's not a single witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin, and never mess with goblins, Harry. He also continually put the students, Harry included, in danger, taking first-year students out into the Forbidden Forest at night and leaving them alone to help him get his tasks done faster. 
Finally, when he was given the care of Magical Creature's teaching position, despite not having the proper credentials, he was quite negligent, bringing dangerous magical animals around students without properly educating the children on how to handle them. 8. Quidditch doesn't make any sense There are fans out there who argue that the Wizarding World's most famous sporting event is in fact quite bonkers. Why is it played so high up in the air? Why wouldn't there be standard regulations on players' broomsticks, especially in a school setting? What's the point of having dangerous balls rocketing around to try and knock you down? And why on earth would the majority of any given Quidditch team focus so heavily on scoring measly 10-point goals when catching the Golden Snitch and earning 150 bonus points is clearly the only thing that actually matters? These are great questions, and to be honest, I don't disagree. 7. The movie adaptation of Bellatrix was a disaster I don't agree with this one either, but let me share the sentiment of others. In the novels, Bellatrix Lestrange was clearly a psychopath. She was a devoted Death Eater who was willing to do dark and terrible things in the name of serving Lord Voldemort. But she was also tactfully manipulative, incredibly smart, and quite put together. In the movies, however, Bellatrix Lestrange was a straight-up basket case who was more of a caricature than a true adaptation of the much more complex Dark Witch who graced the pages of the books. 6. Remus Lupin wasn't all that likable As one of James Potter's best friends and members of the Marauders, it's easy for fans to lump Remus Lupin in with some of the most interesting and likable characters in the entire series. What's more, he was also a werewolf, giving him an entirely new and fascinating background that fans had not learned about prior to his character's introduction. But if you really look at the majority of his interactions with Harry and the series' other characters, he really wasn't all that nice of a guy. He helped his friends bully Severus Snape while he was a student at Hogwarts, despite knowing full well what it was like to be different and unaccepted for who you are. He also didn't stand up for Sirius Black, one of his supposed best friends, when he was framed for the murder of his other friends, James and Lily. In fact, he actually believed that Sirius was guilty. Lastly, he rebuked the affections of Nymphadora Tonks rather unkindly on more than one occasion, despite also having feelings for her. 5. The teenage love stories were unnecessary and weak Now, I completely understand the need to provide the young characters of Harry Potter with some experience in the dating world before ending up with their forever person. More on that in just a moment. But did there really need to be so many flimsy teenage love stories throughout the series? I'm talking about Harry and Cho, Ron and Lavender, Hermione and Crumb, and Ginny and Dean. In my opinion, and in some other fans as well, these courtships were mostly just distracting from the larger narratives and more interesting storylines. 4. Dumbledore was a terrible headmaster Professor Albus Dumbledore was many things. Famous wizard, magical mentor, and lover of sherbet lemons. But spectacular headmaster? Not according to this fan opinion. To clarify, many people have talked about whether or not Dumbledore was actually evil, but not as many people have openly said that he was just plain terrible at his job. This particular opinion points out that he was rarely at Hogwarts school when he was needed, like when it turned out that Professor Quirrell, a professor who Dumbledore had hired, actually had Voldemort on the back of his head, or basically whenever Harry needed him. He also constantly put the student population in danger, what with the elaborate maze of magical traps set up inside the castle to protect the Philosopher's Stone, allowing students to stay at school when the Chamber of Secrets reopened, allowing students to stay at school again 
When an escaped convicted criminal was thought to be targeting Harry at the school, allowing the incredibly dangerous antiquated Triwizard Tournament to start up again, shall I continue? Better not, or we'll run out of time. 3. Creature was a better house elf than Dobby Like many fans, I found the death of the beloved house elf Dobby quite devastating. He'd looked out for Harry for years, and we'd watched him escape the Malfoy family and explore his newfound freedom. He was well-intentioned and selfless, wasn't he? Well, according to some fans, he was actually a lot more annoying than anything else, making Creature a lot more tolerable in their minds. The fact that Creature had a sympathetic storyline, having helped Regulus Black steal a Horcrux only to watch his master die during the effort, Creature was loyal to the end. Although it's hard to argue that Dobby wasn't also, so hard to say for me. 2. The ending was a little, okay, quite absurd. If you favor neat and tidy endings, then you likely loved the way that the Deathly Hallows epilogue chapter 19 years later played out. But for some fans, this scene was just too sickly sweet for their taste. The most common complaints revolve around how perfectly the relationships lined up, with Harry and Ginny ending up together and Ron and Hermione also ending up together, and the names of their children, specifically Harry and Ginny's, being almost as intolerable as their relationships, with each of the kids being named after dead characters in the series. From James Sirius Potter to Albus Severus Potter, and even Lily Luna Potter, not only are each of these names a little morbid, they're also just, well, really cheesy. 1. Choosing Peter Pettigrew as a secret keeper was a stupid choice. Throughout the series, we come to learn more and more about the death of Harry Potter's parents, James and Lily Potter, and how exactly they were killed. Not only were they targeted and murdered by one of the Wizarding World's darkest and most evil wizards to ever live, I'm of course referring to Lord Voldemort, they were also betrayed by one of their closest friends, Peter Pettigrew, or Wormtail, as he was called by James and their other friends. Wormtail's betrayal came about not too long after these friends had all graduated from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The Potters discovered that Voldemort believed their infant son, Harry, would be his inevitable downfall, and therefore planned to kill him. To protect their baby and themselves, they magically concealed their whereabouts by performing the Fidelius charm and giving their location to a secret keeper. Instead of choosing James's best friend, Sirius Black, or the only wizard Voldemort has ever openly feared, Albus Dumbledore, they opted for their other, less talented friend, Peter. Because hey, why would Voldemort ever think to question that guy? But considering that, at the time, there were known spies within their circle, it really doesn't seem all that wise for James and Lily to have chosen to go with someone who they weren't 100% confident in, like James's best friend or the all-powerful Dumbledore. Or maybe they were confident in Peter, but that still doesn't make it a smart choice now, does it? In fact, the smartest choice may have been for them to be their own secret keepers. And with that, we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? What are your most unpopular Harry Potter opinions? Please share your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Also, be sure to check out the content on Spotify, as well as extra content on my second channel, Harry Potter Theory Extra. Until next time, remember... It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.